0: Hey, hey, Welcome to Linux for the Rest of Us, episode 225. And I say, welcome, Podnutsians, but it's Podnutsians minus one. Um, In the Linux world, we have lost somebody. Um, I'm not going to say we've lost somebody grand or we've lost somebody great or we've lost somebody prolific. But I will say that we have lost somebody who I consider very dear Uh, very close at heart Um, and we lost uh, Donald Greer Um, hopefully other people know him as 5150 Um, he abruptly I'll say passed on there isn't really a lot I can say except I I really do already miss the guy I really do like the guy Um, looking back through my email archive um, he emailed me almost 9 years ago Um, and I can say without a shadow of a doubt, while he was on other podcasts, while he was a part of IRC channels, while he was a part of mailing list, while he was a part of all these social media endeavors, um, I honestly don't care because I know he was a diehard pod nutsian. Um, every time I saw him at an event, he couldn't wait to say hi. Every time he was in an event, I couldn't wait to say hi to him. Um, unbelievably nice, unbelievably cordial, unbelievably generous in everything that he did. Um, I'm not one of those guys who go out of his way to say nice things about people just because they recently died. I have no problem in saying in, in certain instances, uh, Donald Greer was annoying, aggravating, insulting to some people. Uh, that's because that's what he was. He was a real honest-to-goodness person with real honest-to-goodness feelings and real honest-to-goodness opinions. Um, I honestly am upset that I'm not going to be able to hear his reviews, his opinions, his exploits of uh, Lennox events. Because I always knew when I would hear him talking about a conference or an event, I knew exactly where he stood. Um, I knew he was obsessively on the brim of free and open source software. At the same token, I knew he was also unbelievably cordial in people coming into free software. Um, He had no problem helping people out. Uh, He also had no problem telling projects or people when they were doing things wrong. Um, I really love the fact that he still used his email from Linux Basement com and if you don't know what Linux Basement is, uh, you have missed out on a huge portion of what it meant to grow up and educate yourself about what it meant to be in Linux is what I'll say. Um, I told Chad Wallenberg tonight about his passing because apparently all these people that knew 5150 didn't tell Chad. Um if you knew in air quotes 5150 and you didn't tell Chad, then I have no problem in telling anyone that you really didn't know 5150. Um, there was a lot of things going on with him. There was a lot of things that his brain was going towards. There was a lot of things that he was doing that I had no problem in telling everybody out there. You didn't know, um, period. Um, there's no way i can possibly do any amount of actual respect to what 5150 meant to me there's no way i can tell you how much he meant to podnuts uh there's no way i can tell you how much he meant to other syndications like Linux basement like all allcast planet like tilts like dev random like Linux lugcast like sunday morning Linux review, like anybody involved in Linux, if you were in any shape, way or form involved with Linux on a public spectrum, and you did not interface directly with 5150, then you were not doing your due diligence in communicating with the people around you. Because there was one thing that was for sure. And that was 5150 was never far away. And he was always willing to give you what he considered to be his own personal insight. He never insisted that he was right. He just said, here's how I see things. Um, and there's no better thing that I can tell you that I ever got from 5150, but his personal insight into how he thought, how things were working, how things should work and how things, you know, were breaking, um, I met him at more than a couple conferences, more than a couple events. I shared more than a couple beverages with him. And when I say shared a couple beverages, I mean I'm still sharing beverages with him because he was 5150. Um, I am never, ever in my life going to be the same person again like I was the day before I actually met and shook the hand of 5150. Um, I really hope. That everyone respects what he respected. And what I mean is quite literally go back and listen to everything that you could possibly consider that he listened to take in what he could have possibly taken in and then, and only then will you actually begin to comprehend all the little nuances, all the little things that was going on in the brain of 5150. Um, I'm not going to claim to understand him, but I will tell you when he communicated with me directly, I felt like, Oh yeah, I absolutely understand everything this guy's talking about. And I'm not going to go through my email and I'm not going to start to read off some of his emails because not all of them were intended for everyone to listen to. But, it's 11:34 at night. I spent many hours in the last couple of days looking through my email archive and reading some of the emails that he sent me. Um he was very critical of me. He held me, he held podnuts to a very high standard. It was painfully obvious that he was once in a while dissatisfied with things that I did. Um uh, there and there's no greater thing that I can ask is than utter honesty. And that was what I always got from fifty-one fifty. I never had to open an email up and worry about is he going to be soft on me? Is he going to be light on me? Because he was fifty-one friggin' fifty. He never hesitated to tell me exactly what he thought, but he also said, "This is what I think." He never he almost never stated it as a fact, um, and because of that. I always considered him to be an utterly nice guy. Um, nice beyond measure, nice to almost a fault. Um, I'm not going to say I was always nice to him back. Um, I'm, I'm not perfect at all. And I know once in a while I was a jerk to him. I knew that, but at the same time, he, he didn't hold it against me. In fact, um, and more than a couple of events, he asked me, you know, can we just go have a drink? Can we go have a meal? And every time I said yes, and I hung out with him, I had a really good time. A really, really honest to goodness, good time. Um, so, I'm not going to go into a lot of Linux stories and a lot of Linux topics. Like 5150 would always have 5500 links in every show he ever did. Uh, but what I want to want to do is I want to capture an, an essence of the kind of thing that I think if I would have mentioned, would have drawn 5150s attention enough for an email. Okay. So I'm only going to really talk about one thing. And what I'm I'm going to start with is Linux sucks. Linux news is pathetic. Linux business is utterly boring. Linux enterprise is abysmal. It's dull. It's so boring. It's, I mean, uh... I think I have more fun sitting on the can delivering some compost. Uh, that That's how I feel mostly about Linux these days. It's very non-entertaining is what I want to say. So I'm going to talk about the ecosystem, the environment, the business of Linux. Um, so I'm, I'm going to first directly quote Milton Freeman. Okay. And this is a quote I want to say it's from about, Maybe possibly 84, 82, 1982 for you youngsters out there. Um, and he was not talking about Linux, obviously, because Linux didn't exist. Okay. Here's uh, the best I can quote him. He was talking about politics. He was talking about economy. He was talking about ecosystems. He was talking about civilization. And he was talking about governance. And he was talking about government. Pause. Everything I just said, if you relate to Linux, does have some relation. The Linux citizenship, the Linux governance, the Linux ecosystem, the Linux, you know, people, system, all of that. Okay. And this is what Milton Freeman said. We do not need to change Congress. People have a great misunderstanding about this. People in Congress are in a business. They are trying to buy votes. They are in the business of competing with one another to get elected or reelected. The same congressman will vote for co- a completely different thing if he thinks it's politically profitable. You don't have to change Congress. People have a great misconception in this way. People think the way that you solve things is by electing the right people. It's nice to elect the right people, but that is not the way that you solve things. The way that you solve things is by making it politically profitable for people in the wrong business to do the right things. I'm going to say that last part again and clear. The way you solve things is by making it politically profitable for the wrong people to do the right things. I'm going to say that again, the way you solve things is by making it politically profitable for people, the wrong people to do the right things. Okay. Now I'm going to just take a step back and I'm going to digest beer, alcohol, and yes, this little bit of text for people in America in 2019. I hope you understand the real place of change is in Congress. It's not in courts. It's not in the Supreme court. It's not in commissioners. It's not in presidents. It's in Congress. Okay. That's why Milton Freeman focused on if you want to cause the greatest change, you need, to have an effect in Congress and electing the right people in air quotes the right people is a very nice thing to do but you will never solve anything by electing the right people you have to make it profitable in those individuals eyes who are currently there to make what you consider to be the right choice now take a step back and let's talk about businesses. Let's talk about capitalism. Let's talk about U.S. economy. Let's talk about software. Let's talk about operating systems. Let's talk about software stacks. Let's talk about software deliverables. And now let's take this in context of that. And let's redo Milton Friedman's little speech there. But let's, re- and let's rephrase it in the form of 2019 and floss software free Libra open source software. And let's not put it in the terms of government and E and E um, E um, economics. Now I did a similar thing, but not as in depth when I talked about Charlie Chaplin's and the greatest speech ever, where he went, he, he was primarily a silent actor, but he did a movie, where he gave quote unquote, the greatest speech ever. Okay. And I went through that a little bit and I told how I related that to Linux free software, open source. And I'm going to do the same thing with this. Okay. One more time. Let's review the original Milton Freeman speech. We do not need to change Congress. People have a great misunderstanding about this people, me, you, everybody in America has a great misunderstanding about this. People in Congress are in business. They're trying to buy votes. They're in the business of competing with one another to get elected or reelected. The same congressman will vote on anything. It doesn't matter. They'll vote one way or another as long as they think it's politically profitable for them to do so. They have no morals. They have no ethics. They have no backbone. They have nothing. They just want to get elected or reelected. You don't have to change Congress. In fact, it's worthless to change Congress. People have a great misconception in this way. People think the way that you solve things is by electing the right people. It's nice to elect the right people. It feels really good to elect the right people. But that is not the way you solve things. The way you solve things is by making it politically profitable for the wrong people to do the right things. It's really deep. When you actually break down this little speech, and I'm going to have it in the notes, and I'm going to have a link to the YouTube video notes. Now let's Make it more Linuxy, more floss, more open source. And let's not go through default packages that are installed on a distribution that nobody uses. Let's not talk about clickbaity headlines. Let's not talk about really pointless things that have been talked about for five or 10 years straight. Let's talk about something completely different. Let's talk about ethics and morals in free software. I know. I'm sorry, let's redo this speech. And we're going to start with, we do not need to change business or we do not need to change capitalism or we do not need to change the economy instead of, we do not need to change Congress. We do not need to change business. Businesses are what we're talking about when it comes to free software, because that's what drives all of the money. Okay, business, economy, capitalism. We do not need to change business. People have a great misunderstanding about this. Okay, people in businesses are in business. They're trying to win over consumers. They're in the business of competing with one another to get constant, ongoing, monthly payments or services from customers. Or to continue to get monthly revenue from customers. The business will do whatever the business has to do. It doesn't matter. They have no business. They have no ethics. They have no morals. They will do whatever it takes. They will change their mind on a dime if it means they can get another monthly payment from you or another yearly payment from you. If they think it's politically profitable or business profitable. You don't have to change business. You don't have to change companies. You don't have to change capitalism. Citizens or end users have a great misconception in this. You don't have to change capitalism. Users have a great misconception in this way. Users think the way that you solve things is by choosing the right business. Damn, that hurt users think the way that you solve things is by choosing the right business it's nice to choose the right business it feels really good to choose the right business but that's not the way that you solve things you can pick za reason you can pick system 76 you can pick think penguin you can think red hat but that's not how you Solve things. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That cut really deep. It's nice to choose the right businesses, but that's not the way you solve things. The way you solve things is by making it economically profitable for the wrong businesses to do the right things. Oh, damn, that cut really deep. The way you solve things is by making it economically or fiscally profitable for the wrong businesses to do the right things. I got to say it again. The way you solve things is by making it fiscally profitable for the wrong businesses to do the right things. I don't care. I'm saying it again. The way you solve things, you end users solve things, is by making it fiscally profitable for the wrong businesses to do what we consider to be the right things. And I gotta gotta say this. If you've been aware of free Libra open source software, you should have seen dramatic dramatic changes and the company I'm going to use is Apple, Samsung, and Microsoft. We've seen them do unbelievable changes to everything they do. We made it fiscally profitable for those companies. Those wrong companies, those bad companies, those immoral companies, those unethical companies, those companies that believed in lock-in, those companies that believed in closing everything up. We made it fiscally profitable for those companies to do the right thing. And we have these companies now publishing more code in open source in completely open formats. HP, Apple, Samsung, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, all these companies are now pushing as much code as they possibly can in the free Libra open source market. Do you think they're doing it because they're good people? Do you think they're doing it because they love you? Do you think they're doing it because they care anything about you? Hell no. And if you think they are, then you are an absolute moron and an idiot. They're doing it because we nerds made it fiscally profitable for them to make the wrong choice. And it's really difficult for us to stay on that horse and make them make that choice and Every single day, every single week, a month, and year, here on out. We have to be diligent. We have to never relent. We have to never give up. And I'm quoting Galaxy Quest, people. Never give up. Never surrender. By Garthox Hammer. If we relent and we give up and we become soft and we relent and we let these companies then do what they want to do, they will extend, they will embrace, and they will extinguish. Period. Period. We have to never give up. We have to keep fighting. We have to keep pushing. And I'm okay now with young people getting a job at Microsoft getting a job at Google, getting a job at Facebook, as long as they adhere to that free lever open source philosophy, I will support them to the nth degree because it takes change from inside to push these companies to keep making it economically and fiscally profitable for these wrong companies to do the right thing. There is no giving up. There is no stopping. There is no relenting. There is no, even lessening period as much as 5150 drank as much as i drank is how much i believe and i really wish this is the kind of conversation i could have had with 5150 because there's no doubt in my mind he would have had something really specific to say on this um if you don't know and i just completely confused everybody for about 28 minutes i'm sorry um I'm going to miss Donald a lot. Um, Please listen to things like Lennox Ludcast. Please listen to what he published on HBR. Um, Please, if you ever have a chance, just be nice to content creators. Whether you want to send an email to someone doing a blog, whether you want to send a comment, a positive comment to someone on YouTube saying thank you for what you're doing, or whether you want to send an email into somebody doing a podcast, I guarantee you, uh, that's the exact same kind of thing that Donald loved to do. Um, so you'd be upholding, you know, the kind of things that he would like to do. Um, you can't see it. I'm giving a toast. Damn, I'm going to miss you, Don, a lot. Um, all the information is going to be in the notes. If anybody wants to, you know, send me anything. Um, I thank everyone for downloading. I thank everyone for subscribing. I'm really going to miss you, Don. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for all the support. And I hope to podcast again really, really soon.